0: Welcome to the California Work Comp Report podcast. With us today is Zach Griebel, uh, who is the very first annual recipient of the McCoy Monarch Fund Scholarship. The Renee and Brian McCoy Cancer Recovery Research Monarch Fund was established by the eponymous uh, Brian McCoy when his wife, Renee, sadly passed away from cancer. The McCoy Monarch Fund was established to benefit the students of Hamlin University and assist students so that they could dedicate their time and attention to what's important, studying to become the best they can be in their field. How are you today, Zach? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. So... We have a couple of questions for you. To, uh, it's a proper interview, Zach. Um, uh, and I guess we'll start out with the basics. Who are you and how did you find uh Hamlin University uh in their physics department?
1: Yeah, um, so I am from Wiper Lake, Minnesota. It's like 15 minutes outside of St. Paul, where Hamlin is. Mm. I originally found out from Hamlin through getting recruited to play football there. Um, the coaches and the recruiting staff kind of just introduced me to how awesome the school was academically. And I kind of just fell in love with the place. I wanted to go into something like engineering and I learned they had an amazing physics program there. I met some of the faculty on some visits and everything. And I just fell in love with the place, wanted to spend the next four years there.
0: That's great. I've seen it's a, it's a beautiful campus as well. Yeah. 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 So it's a, it's a all-inclusive thing. Man, you're doing it all. You got the you got uh, the, the sports aspect and then the engineering aspect, as well as the uh, kind of beautiful surroundings and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's an awesome place to be.
0: And what uh, what kind of research are you interested in and uh, why?
1: Honestly, um, I am kind of just interested in research that helps people. I just love the idea of taking the opportunities I've been blessed with and the, all the hard work I've been putting in with school and just using all of that to just try to make the world a better place and just help people who need it. And that's kind of, that's how I ended up here.
0: Very nice, very nice. That's, I mean, we need all of that we can get in the world today. So the- um, <clears throat> Yeah, so, yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, you've uh, you've received funding through the Hamlin University McCoy Research Fund. Uh, What does that fund allow you to do that um, would be uh, more challenging to do without it?
1: Yeah. So pretty much I want to work on, like I said, I'm super interested in the research I'm doing. I want to spend as much time on it as I can do best job I can. But at the same time, I have to pay bills. I got to pay rent. So what the research fund does is it pays me for the hours that I work. And that allows me to spend the majority of my time in the summer and even during school, focusing on the research that I'm doing. It allows me to not necessarily need other jobs or spend a lot less time outside of my research. Yeah. And it just lets me put my best foot forward whenever I'm working on it.
0: There's so much that ex- that's expected of people nowadays. Anything to kind of alleviate that kind of helps. So,
1: Yeah, and I really appreciate it because a lot of the, especially in the sciences, a lot of the research isn't paid. Mm-hmm. And so this is just such a great opportunity for me like not uh um, not a lot of people get it
0: yeah, yeah that's a it's it's not often talked about, but there's a there's a lot of fields and it seems like that's happening even more often uh is sort of uh is unpaid uh internships and all this stuff, and that's kind of part and parcel with a lot of the the science. Aspect like scientists and engineering students and stuff have known about that for years, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach, tell us about uh, your average research day and the things that you do at Hamlin.
1: Yeah, um, so depending on what stage of the research we're in, the day is going to look a little differently. Pretty much, what we start is we start with a problem, and we think of creative ways on how to solve it, so that ends up being making prototypes, testing out concepts, um, a lot of failures. And then once we finally get an idea to whatever uh, problem we're trying to solve, then we have to kind of just start trying to poke holes in it on where, where could there be flaws? How could this be an issue? And just keep trying to improve the method. Eventually we get to a point where um, we get to test and actually do our data collection. So what that looks like is what we're kind of working on in the summer right now. uh, We're asking students at Hamlin, uh, people around Hamlin to participate in the study that we're doing and re- record the data and see if what the problem we're trying to solve is actually being solved by our method.
0: Yeah, that is the scientific method at work right there. That's, that's <clears throat> yeah, it's awesome to hear how involved it is. Um, yeah. So you, you definitely outlined a bit of uh, this next question and what you said, but I was, uh, maybe you can elaborate how closely do you work with faculty and students in your research projects?
1: Um, For me personally, I I work super closely with the professors. I have two on my research team that have a ton of experience in all sorts of research. And I work with them depending on what area, uh, what part of the process we're at. Sometimes I'll work with them every single day, or sometimes they are in more of a supervisor role where I work throughout the week and report what I found and how things are going once a week. And then um, when we kind of get towards the end they are super involved in the writing the paper process and that's definitely an area that they have put out papers before one of my professors has been at hamlin university for i think almost 40 years and that's when i lean on them and we get to some late nights and it's been really awesome to just build those relationships with people from a lot of different generations and just learning from them
0: right yeah i mean that's the it's it's the most important part about college is the being passed down this this you know knowledge that that needs to be preserved and that is constantly growing and changing and everything and also experiencing that with other people who will be kind of taking in this information and interpreting it in their own way in order for this collaborative uh, project to to continue. So that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's it's cool to hear that that Hamlin. Um, you know, has such a has such a tight program working on these things. You're writing up uh, your research currently on telemedicine grip testing. Now, that we've we've covered a bit of that on uh, uh we've covered a bit of telemedicine and what it is in general and everything uh on the podcast. Um, but you're doing a project that kind of expands on it and and helps patients who are who are having a telemedicine visit. Um, and everything interface with the doctor in a way that they can do from home. Um, and this is the concept of yeah, telemedicine grip testing. Now, uh, what is the concept of the research, and how will it be used and applied in clinical settings?
1: Yeah, so um, essentially, what happens is a patient might injure themselves, say at work, and what often happens is they can no longer work, so they end up wanting to file a work injury compensation claim or something like that, where if they're filing it, one, they're obviously struggling financially because they are looking to file a claim because they are not able to work.
0: Right. And
1: two, they're also filing the claim because they're injured. So transportation and mobility, just for so the patient themselves, sometimes is often, often is a huge barrier in receiving whatever care they need. So if that, it is that evaluation, the physical medical evaluation to measure their grip strength and see how how injured they are, mm-hmm. the fact of trying to get into a clinic and even pay for the exam itself can often be a barrier and they're stranded without the ability to get the care they need. So like you've, you guys have probably talked about, telemedic- telemedicine has such a huge benefit to the, um, medical care provider as well as the patient themselves. So what we wanted to do is the evaluation is not a lot, not able to be performed through telemedicine because there is a medical device necessary, right? We're doing a quantitative, uh, measurement. So we can't just ship off a super expensive medical device through the mail. That's not efficient. That's not, there won't know what to do with it. Right. So what we created was a way to replicate that medical device through easily accessible at-home items. So essentially what we do is we take a water bottle, specifically a life water bottle with one of those tops that you can kind of flip up and squirt the water out. Mm-hmm. We call it a sport top water bottle. So we take a life water bottle with a sport top. We place it on a table and we place it on a table horizontally horizontally. We have the patient squeeze a water bottle as hard as they can and we measure how far the water goes. And based off of how how far the water goes, we have a formula that can cal- can uh, calculate the correlation and actually determine the patient's grip strength in kilograms or pounds, which we are, which is what the exam that originally was supposed to be in a in-person physical location um, mm-hmm. is trying to measure.
0: So That's- we eliminate
1: that need for. Yeah, we eliminate the need to go in person, and we eliminate all those transportation and even financial barriers.
0: That's really cool. I think that's really cool, personally. You know, it's it's it it the there are two there are two paths you can take. You know, in in doing that, you know, you can you can make a some sort of insane product that's going to be marked up, you know, by a billion dollars, if you will, to to uh, to to give to a patient or you know you'll have to kind of loan it to them and ask for it back or you have to have them drive all the way to the office to use this one thing that you have uh and then just sort of the other the entirely perpendicular thought process to that uh, which makes everything just so much easier and more affordable is what you're doing is using household items to accomplish what you know some some uh otherwise extremely and almost arbitrarily uh expensive medical uh device would do. Uh and uh to to uh reinforce my words on saying uh, arbitrarily expensive uh please see our blog posts about the uh the, the price index of chicken on the <laughs> fast blog so um so that's amazing that's 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 really good to hear i i mean it's a very uh sort of kind of optimistic piece of healthcare news is to hear that people are one people are able to do telemedicine and and kind of just be able to do that out of their house. It just saves so much. And especially in California where there's, you know, so um uh you know you're you're out in Minnesota, but here in California where you know the the work the workers comp is is just sort of all over the place and nowhere at the same time. And by that I mean the 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 clinics are far apart uh so if somebody's injured in a very rural part of the state uh they'll have a very hard time finding and getting their wor- work comp doctor and then getting to their work comp doctor so yeah. the yeah so this is this is uh you know it's 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 very good to have to have telemedicine as well as this, uh, these tools and uh which are provided by this research uh that that allows this all to happen so it's 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 really good to hear this um and uh so so Zach, why why would uh, students want to or why would you encourage uh, students to come to Hamlin University and um, for those who plan to, why is the uh, McCoy fund important to the students that will uh, follow your lead?
1: So um, to people that might want to come to Hamlin, I tell this to everyone. Mm-hmm. my favorite thing about Hamlin is the people, so we're a small liberal arts school in kind of the heart of St. Paul. Mm-hmm. We are such a small, we're not a smart, not too small of a school. We have around 2,000 uh, enrollment and we're small enough where it's super relationship driven. So all my professors, I have their phone numbers and can text them. All of my students and classmates, like we're in a small enough classes where we have group chats about what's going on and how to help each other in class. Everyone is just looking to Help each other succeed. So from faculty, from the cafeteria people, even to the president, the president is super supportive. She even comes to my when I present this research, she comes to the presentations. Oh, um cool. she loves being around, she comes to all of the football games, which I know is just not kind of an atmosphere that a lot of college students typically have. Our class sizes um mm-hmm. usually are at biggest 40 kids. Where we still know our professors, we have them teaching our classes and can go to office hours or even um, text them for extra time outside of office hours with our busy schedules. And then at the same time, like specifically science, yeah. we have um, we're, we're a liberal arts school, so people go into sciences a lot of times one thing they struggle with is being able to communicate what they found or what they're researching. So they might solve a problem, but they can't tell anybody about how they've actually solved it, and it just remains unsolved. So we have learned going to liberal arts school, we're able to write those papers, grow in those communication skills, and then at the same time be super well supported in the science department. We have a scanning electron microscope, which is a big deal to my professors that are working on research with me, as well as donors. like uh, I know some people at RateFast are big supporters of the science department at Hamlin. And just with all of that, it just makes Hamlin a really encouraging place to just kind of try to grow up and figure out how to be an adult. Yeah. And then um, to the McCoy fund, it was uh, just what might be important to them. Um, I think the biggest thing is just the ability to focus on that research and just spend your spend your best energy on it. So you're not waking up tired because you also had to work a night shift or you're trying to just find a way to pay rent and be stressed about bills. It's just, it's been, it's super amazing to just have the ability to focus on what you're passionate about, why you're attending school, why you're working at school and just trying to help people in my, in my perspective or whatever else motivates you to do research and just focus on that.
0: That's, I mean, that's beautifully said, Zach, uh, you, you know, it sounds like, I mean you you are a you are an inspired student to begin with and I feel like you've you've found yourself in an environment that that cultivates that in a really really wonderful way um it I mean it sounds like everything you know Hamlin has everything set up to help you succeed you know it's it sounds like that that's kind of the best environment too is when you have a kind of a you know a small uh, uh an insular environment that allows people to communicate with each other and, and work to their strengths and 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 everything like that. So that's that's really wonderful to hear. And uh Yeah absolutely we've we've talked to the uh we we've we've kind of put a message out there to the prospective Hamlin university students, but what specifically uh would you tell to next year's uh McCoy Monarch Fund research student?
1: The best um advice I could say is don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to admit if you are unsure, don't know something. So the whole point of student researching is yes, to hopefully end up with a successful research project with a found solution. But it's, what I have learned is it's also a time for students to one, learn how to be an adult, learn how to work in the, whatever field you're in. And then also it's a time to just learn about the research process and understand there's failures, how to learn from failure. Um, understand just what that whole process looks like. And a lot of us start doing this at 19, 20 years old. We have people who have done the research for 20, 30 years. It's okay to ask them questions. It's okay to not have the answer to every single thing because we've never done this before. So one thing I really struggled with was writing the research paper. I've never written a published research paper before. Yeah. Uh, So it took some courage, but eventually just having the... Um, I guess guts to ask, hey, I just like, I just don't know what this part of the paper is looking for. What can you give me some advice on it that say that can save so much time, so much energy, so much stress, so many late nights on just like trying to figure it out yourself. Sometimes the answer can just be asking a question and it's a two second answer rather than just spending hours researching on how do I write this paper?
0: Right. I mean, I mean, what is the teacher there for other than to have the question in their head, and then have it be—I guess—at their discretion whether they're going to answer, no, right. answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that—that's that—that is—that is great advice. I mean, I've—I've, I've, as as somebody who has been there myself, and and many many other people have experienced this as well. You know, asking for help can be terrifying, but right. when. But there's uh, oftentimes there's no other way to uh, get that help than to ask, you know. Or or if you know it, there's there's just you know never never be afraid to 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 ask and you know or to be afraid that or to 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 admit that you know you need help because oftentimes when you do that, uh, not not only will somebody come swinging, in, there's somebody whose entire job or or you know entire just reason for a living or thing that makes them happy. Is helping you or you know whoever it is do do the thing that they're trying to do. So I, I that's that's wonderful advice. Um, and our uh, our last question for you today, Zach, is um, where do you want and and where do you think that your uh Hamline uh, that that your Hamlin education and research will take you next?
1: Uh, um, so it's a bit of a loaded question. Entering my <laughs> senior year here, um trying to take it one step at a time. The first is putting this reason that this grip research paper and that is my main focus with research at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we will we will see how that goes and kind of what what leads up to after that. And then just education itself um I'm still still working on it. I love the medical side. I'm a physics major, so I love doing the medical side of things where I'm it's a clear direct correlation where if i'm working hard i'm trying to help people so i i I love that idea yeah and then um just trying to graduate and kind of see what the world has to offer i'm still kind of still super working on what i'm looking to do but one thing i've definitely found through this research is i just love the idea of trying to help people with whatever work i'm doing
0: it's uh you you sound you sound like quite the the selfless individual and that like 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 i said there's we need we need uh we need more Zach Greebels in the world, I'll tell you that much. So I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And I and we I and we at Rapefast uh, appreciate you, Zach. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh we will we'll be hearing more from you soon. I I know it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. For more about the McCoy Monarch Fund, visit McCoyMonarchFund.com. That's M C C O Y, spelled like Dr. McCoy for you, Star Trek nerds. Monarch like the butterfly, fund.com. And to try RateFast Workers' Compensation Impairment Rating Service, visit rate-fast.com.